on NRL teams. With eight starters out, there are mass changes at Penrith as they strive to keep their perfect record intact. Jack DeBellin in the frame to play his first NRL game since 2018. The Titans call in a son of a gun while another star returns. Ahead of Old Boys Day, will the Knights unveil their new set? And Townsville, that's actually in Queensland. Two Blues legends tell us how their side can overcome the chance. Welcome to NRL Teams. I'm Neve Owens. Stoked to have your company. Apologies for the delay. We have had a couple of streaming issues, but we are very happy to be with you now. Alongside two blokes who happen to be wearing blue this week, funnily yeah, enough. Well, Brett Morley and Robbie Farah. Hello. Very passionate, Neve. Obviously, State of Origin <laughs> time. It's the best time of the year. We were, yeah. we were both there last night at the Blues Ball at the Star and uh, saw the team unveiled. So um, Robbie was a star on stage talking about what Origin meant to him. So it was good to get some insights. And that vibe starts hard from here on in yeah. for next week, doesn't it? Where really all of the talk is around Origin. Yeah, it is. Obviously, there's a lot of hype leading up to Game 1. And as Noddy said, being there last night around all the past players, former players, three, three new True Blues were inducted into the Hall of Fame last night. So, and the team was presented to the, the audience. So a great occasion. And uh, yeah, everyone's behind Freddie and the boys. And hopefully they can get the job done. Looking forward to getting your very impartial thoughts on the Queensland <laughs> side as well throughout the show. But we'll come to that a little bit later on. We'll head straight into our teams for round 13 in just a moment's time. But first, your 3-2-1 and one from last week. Now, one point I got from Val Holmes, obviously nailed the full goal there for victory. Uh, two points went to Sean Johnson's big victory at Coss Harbour, celebrating his 200 match. And a man that floated around the park and reminded me of David Peachy, Joseph Manu, just floated around. He's got so much skill, so much, so good to see him get the ball in hand and just come up with whatever he wants to come up with. He was, he was a star of the, of the weekend. And that ability to play in whatever position well, yeah, he's yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. My one point was Nico Hines. Uh, he's been in great form for the Storm. Uh, they're, they're missing a lot of stars, but he's really stepped up in the last month. Uh, two points, Dane Laurie for the Tigers, who just keeps getting better every week. And my three points was Val Holmes. Mm. Beautifully done, gents. Thank you. And on that note, let's head straight into round 13, shall we? And Thursday night footy, which this weekend kicks off at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. The Dragons taking on the Broncos. The home side and, as expected, Jack DeBellin has been named to come off the bench. There's plenty of other changes for the Red V as well. Matt Dufty returns from a shoulder injury, pushing Cody Ramsey back to the bench. And Braden Williami into the centres. Michele Ravalawa is back from suspension on the other wing. It's a new second row pairing with Josh Kerr also back back from a ban and Jack Bird shifting from centre. Brisbane have their skipper Alex Glenn back for his first game since round six. Xavier Coates will be playing Origin. Selwyn Kobo comes onto the wing. Albert Kelly shifts to 5'8", with Tyson Gamble returning from suspension and Anthony Milford dropping out of the 21. Matthew Lodge is also back from suspension alongside Tom Flegler in the front row. John Aziata shifts to lock and Keenan Palacia moves to the bench. Gents, we can see Jack DeBellin's name on the team sheet for the Dragons there. A lot has changed in the NRL rules-wise since 2018 when he last played. How is he going to cope with the pace of the game, Noddy? Yeah, that's right. It's probably not a bad occasion for him to come in because the State of Origin players are missing, so you probably think it's going to be an easier game for him to come back into. Uh, the Broncos obviously still got quite a star-studded team, but uh, hasn't played since 2018, I think it was, so it's been missing for a long while. Uh, you can run around the training fields, bits and pieces, but you, where you get the practice is being on the game. So I think, you know, we expect Jack DeBellin to probably return to his best in a few weeks' time. I wouldn't yeah. think you're going, to be, you're going to see the world set on fire this weekend, but, you know, he's back playing the game. In terms of match fitness, how long mm. does that take? Well, interesting to see how, many, how much minutes he gets, yeah. how many minutes he gets. Uh, I think bringing him off the bench, obviously, is a, a great way to drip feed him back into the system. Uh, yeah, 
he was always known as predominantly almost an 80-minute player. He'd yeah. punch out some long minutes, but I think that'll take him a fair bit of time. As you said, the, the, the pace of the game's changed over the last two or three years. Some rule changes that he, he probably hasn't uh, really been accustomed to. So uh, to bring him off the bench, you know, we might see 20 or 30 minutes this week and then slowly build that up over the next month. The good part about bringing him off the bench is you probably think he'll go on about the 20, 25-minute mark. So he's got 15 minutes to get to halftime. He gets a 12- or 40-minute yeah. rest. He can punch out another 15 minutes and then he's, his job's probably done. Against the fatigued players, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. He'd be hoping anyway. Yeah. So. It has been a tough couple of months for the Dragons, who have won one of their last seven. Is this a chance to reset through Origin period and, I guess, try and reignite their side heading into the back end of the season? Yeah, possibly. Obviously, they don't lose too many players throughout Origin, uh, which is a good sign for them. Um, they were going great up to probably the Anzac Day clash and then they got, you know, they were still... The Roosters beat them, but they were in the contest and since then it's gone way... Way downhill, so yeah, it's. I think we expected some inconsistency from yeah. the Dragons this year. We've we got some really good signs, and we've had some bad signs. But um, the, the Broncos side that they've actually put on on the park is a really really good side. It's one of their best sides they've been able to name this year. Yeah. Well, talk to me about the halves because we see Tyson Campbell and Albert Kelly back in the halves. The last time they played together was against the Roosters, yeah. and an upset, yeah. a surprise to everyone. Can they take that same approach into this one, Robbie? I, I think so. Yeah, they worked really well. They they really complemented each other last time. Uh, you know, Tyson Gamble's a no-nonsense no sort of halfback. He's a really good talker. He was there at the Tigers uh, when I was there a few years ago and uh, he's a really a tough player. And then you've got the flair and the, the, the attacking ability there with Albert Kelly. So you know, they worked well uh, last time they played together and, and they, they formed that combination again. Yeah, they're pretty settled now. I think the, yeah. the, the Broncos in their spine with Jake Turpin there and um, Jermaine Asako at the back as well. So and their, their forward pack of the last month, I re- think, really stepped up. I know they got challenged a few weeks ago by the coach, Kevy Walters, and yeah, Matt Lodge. Um, I know they missed Payne Haas this week, but yeah, they'll be looking at Matt Lodge and, uh, and Tavita Pengai to really step up against this Dragon side. Let's head to Friday night, shall we, where the West Tigers will take on the Penrith at Panthers. This one kicks off at 7.55pm at Leichhardt Oval to the West side first and their edge forward, Luciano Leilua, will challenge his shoulder charge at the judiciary tonight. He's been named at this stage. Alex Seyfarth is in for the origin-bound Joe Offahengawi and Stefano Utui-Kamanu comes onto the bench. For Penrith, plenty of outs, but one big in for Ivan Cleary. Dylan Edwards is back in the number one jersey, so Stephen Crichton shifts back to the centres and Paul Momorowski swaps sides. Robert Jennings comes in for Brian To'o. In the halves, Matt Burton and Tyrone May get an opportunity. Spencer Lenio is in the front row, replacing Moses Leota after his grade two careless high tackle charge. Mitch Kenny is in at dummy half, and James Fisher-Harris will get captaincy duties. Scott Sorensen comes into the second row with Matt Eisenhuth at lock and a new look bench with Jamin Salmon, Jermaine Hopgood, Lindsay Smith and Isaac Tago on the woodwork. All right, for the Wests first, Robbie, Michael Maguire has played a pretty settled spine for four weeks in a row mm. that now. Are we starting to see that pay dividends on the field, on the paddock, with the way, I guess, they've settled into those roles and, and are building confidence? Yeah, I think everyone sort of raised a few eyebrows, didn't <laughs> they, when he, when he moved uh, Dewey to the centres and uh, Adam was probably one of our best players uh, in the first couple of months of the season, but... Um, the combinations work really well. I think Luke Brooks has probably played his best football in the last month. For me, he's been one of the form halfbacks of the competition. Moses Embiid has been a great fall for him at six. Uh, and Dane Laurie, as I said earlier, just keeps getting better every week. Uh, yeah, he's just an exciting talent. And Jacob Little's come back into the side of hooker and, and playing some great footy as well. So the side's pretty settled. Um, but again, the challenge is to back it up this week. Yeah, 
we've gone win-loss, win-loss, uh, and that seems to be the trend at the moment. And I know we're playing an understrength Penrith side, but when you look at the, the team they've named, it's a pretty strong side on paper. So uh, they're going to be a tough challenge this week. Certainly in terms of the starting side, Noddy, this yeah. is still a really impressive Panthers lineup. Is it a chance for the likes of Matt Burton, yeah. for example, to really show what he can do from the driver's seat? Yeah, that's right. Well, we know Matt Burton's a halfback 5'8". Obviously, he's played centre and done really, really well at the centre position. He has a chance of playing for New South Wales as a centre, uh, we're led to believe. So, um, get your chance to, to steer the team around. Great left foot kicking game. Um, you know, these guys will come up from the knock-on effect cup and they've, they're undefeated in the NRL and they're undefeated in the knock-on effect cup. So, there's a lot of confidence coming through the club. Uh, yes, it's a tougher challenge playing first grade compared to playing reserve grade, um, but they know each other so well. Um, as you said, they've still got, you know, Matt Burton's a quality uh, backup halfback, I suppose, you get to bring in. Um, James Fisher-Harris is probably the best prop in the competition at the moment. You've still got Kikau, you've got a lot of experience. Dylan Edwards come back. So, uh, I'm not saying it's a bad side. It's, it's a good, yeah. it's a great, it's a great, amount of depth in a football club. This is how to be a development club. Look at that. This is the team they can put with so many players going to origin. Mm. They are still able to put this side together. Does it mean that Ivan Cleary doesn't have to change tactics, change approach on the way into this one, Robbie? I don't think they will. Yeah, it's worked for them for so long. Uh, and with the good teams you see with Melbourne, doesn't matter who comes in or out of that side. Uh, they know their role and they, and they go out there and they perform their role to the best of their ability. So yeah, Matt Bird has played a lot of halves for them. So has Tyron May. He's been around the system for a while. Dylan Edwards comes back. He's their regular fullback. And Mitch Kenny's been there when Appy Corsi has been missing for, for a, lot, a lot of the season as well. So I don't think much will change for the Panthers. Who would have thought the West Tigers would be the team that... I oh, said it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I'll tell you what, for the Tigers, though, we're back at Leichhardt this week, and the last time we played at Leichhardt, we got booed off by the home crowd against yeah. the Cowboys. So, yeah, they, they owe the Leichhardt crowd a, a big performance this week, so I expect our boys to be up for it. Is that something that gets mentioned to the boys this week? Does that stick with them? Do they still feel that? Because it's, it's been, what, a month? Well, it's, stuck with, it's stuck with me, yeah. so I'll be mentioning it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I'll be out there in the blue shirt. I can't believe I didn't get picked for the blue shirt in the Origin. Yeah, right. well, <laughs> the form blue shirt. Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's the biggest that's the biggest omission from Origin, in my opinion. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but look, yeah, I, I think it would definitely be mentioned. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you don't get booed off by your your home crowd, especially at Leichhardt, where you only get three games a season. Yeah. Um, you know, it, is that that stays in in the back of your mind, and, and that's something that they need to rectify this week. That'll be an absolute cracking Friday night clash. Let's head to Saturday night now and to Sunshine Coast Stadium where the Melbourne Storm will take on the Gold Coast Titans 7.35pm kickoff. And the Storm, who are used to playing without a number of their origin stars at this stage after a really tough period injury-wise, this week they've got Dean Iramia coming onto the wing for Blues' Josh Adokar, Tom Eisenhuth and Kenny Bromwich in the second row with Felice Kafusi origin-bound, but also headed for the judiciary tonight to fight a tripping charge. Titans with a famous surname back in the fold. Jaden Campbell named at fullback to make his NRL debut. An exciting young player, classy outside back, gets his chance in his preferred number one jersey. Ash Taylor is back, pushing Tanner Boyd out of the 17. With Queensland trio Fotowaka, Fafita and Fasua Malaawi all missing from the Titans pack. Jamin Jolliffe and Sam Stoner in the front row with Sam McIntyre in at lock. Tyrone Peachy makes his return from suspension via the bench with Jai Whitbread and Joe Vuna, a train and trialist, ready to play his first game for the Titans. Two potential NRL debutants on the extended bench in Greg Mazu and Darius Farmer.
The Storm have a remarkable record in Queensland. They've won 22 straight in Queensland going into this game. Being back on the Sunshine Coast where we know they had such success and spent a good period last season, is this actually in some ways a chance to refresh Noddy through yeah. what is always a tough origin period for them? It's a tough origin period, but as Robbie said, like, you know, Penrith are going to expect their players to come in and play the shape and the structure mm. of the people above them. So the Melbourne Storm were the best in the competition about doing that. They've still got, you know, in the forwards, they've got four New Zealand Test internationals uh, and Dale Finucane uh, as, the, as the captain as well, co-captain there. So it's not a bad forward pack when you can still put that together when you've got State of Origin. Jerome Hughes is still there, so the halfback's there to steer the side around. And I said, Nico Hines is probably one of the best players in the competition at the moment. So um, you come in and replace Pappenhausen. So they feel comfortable up there at Sunshine Coast. Uh, it was a home for them last year. They've had great success there. Um, you just... You're just such a professional organisation, the Melbourne Storm. You just know what you're going to get from them every week. And with a guy like Brandon Smith, who seems symptomatic of the Storm's ability to adjust, he seems to be able to play whatever style of game, whatever minutes are required for him in any given week. Yeah, he's incredible, Brandon Smith. He, uh, yeah, as you said, he just adapts. I think a lot of their players do. You know, We've seen in the past Jerome Hughes move from one to seven. Uh, when they really struggled to, to replace Cooper Cronk there for a while. Nico Hines has come into the side and it's just seen seamless, the change there. Um, so, yeah, it, it just their system down there works and it doesn't matter who you are or what position you play. You're, you're asked to do a job and you go out and do it. And uh, they go up to Sunshine Coast now. As Noddy said, it's a familiar place. They had a lot of success last year. They escaped the Melbourne uh, winter, which I'm sure they're not, not <laughs> too upset about. Uh, and they're up there. Uh, in the sunshine in Queensland um, at a place, as you, as you mentioned, 22 straight wins in Queensland. So um, I think it's going to be a tough ask for the, the Titans this week. Brendan Smith, he, the funny thing about it is he, he, was, he come in, obviously he didn't get to play lock, uh, didn't get to play dummy half when Cameron Smith played nearly every game. So he's, he was become a the block of cheese that just plays 100 miles an hour full of intensity. But yeah. I think the last few weeks we're starting to see some ball playing from him in the dummy yeah. half position. That face ball last week was a wonderful pass. And, and that reminds me a bit more of a Harry Grant style of footy. So I reckon he's learning a lot. Mm. Bomb Harry Grant, and also he's got an opportunity this year to play. He wants to play dummy half, so he's got an opportunity to play, what, five or six games so far this season in the dummy half position. And has been so impressive doing it. Titans fans are going to be pumped for Jaden Campbell, Preston's son's debut. He's played so much junior footy up there on the Gold Coast. They really feel like he's a he's a local product. How exciting a prospect is he? Uh, he's very exciting, yeah. There's been big raps on him, as you said. He makes his NRL debut. The son of a legend of the Gold Coast Titans. You know, we, we can all remember uh, the, the, you know, Preston Daly, a medalist, uh, the, the sidestep, uh, you know, how good he was for the Gold Coast Titans. He, his son's a little bit taller than Preston. I suppose he'd be standing yeah. over him. I, I Does he wear the head We'll have to wait and see, yeah. won't we? Wait yeah. and see. But, yeah, I, I think it's so exciting. You know, you think the Gold Coast are in a massive uh, run at the moment. They're, they're defending very poor. They get Ash Taylor back, which is a big boost from him as an attacking player and build pressure. But you know, a, a, a legend... Mm. Preston Campbell, his son's making his NRI debut. If there's a day that they're going to get up, it'll be this day. I know they're playing the Melbourne Storm and it's a big challenge, but, geez, you've got to be excited for, for, for young uh, Jaden Campbell making his NRL debut. Especially for the Titans too. Yeah. Preston Campbell's a big part of yeah. establishing yeah. the Gold Coast Titans up there and the legend of that club. And uh, to see his son now yeah. come through, not only play NRL, but play NRL for the club that his father is... Um, you know, a legend of is awesome. If he's half the player his father was, then he's going to be an exciting talent. 
I reckon he's a graceful, classy player in his own right. Titans fans are going to be pumped for that on Saturday evening. On Sunday afternoon, the 4.05pm kickoff sees the Newcastle Knights take on the Parramatta Eels. Let's look at Newcastle first. And Suaso Sue and Jacob Saifidi come into the starting side. They'll replace David Clemmer and Daniel Saifidi. Tyson Frizzell was injured late in the Knights' win over Manly. Brody Jones comes into the second row. Kurt Mann makes his return via the bench. And on Old Boys Day, Jack Johns, the son of Knights legend Matthew Johns, will look to make his club debut off the bench. New signing Jake Clifford arrived in the Hunter Valley last Sunday. He has been named in Jersey 18. For the Eels, two switches in the back line. Hayes Dunster comes onto the wing for Blake Ferguson and Dylan Brown is back from a three-week suspension. Regan Campbell-Gillard is back from suspension. He'll partner Murata Niakore in a new-look front-row pairing with Oregon Kafusi dropping back to the bench. Reid Marnie has been named as 19th man, remember, in the Maroons squad, so that means he is eligible to play for the Eels this weekend. Will Smith has recovered from a thumb, thumb injury and he'll play in Jersey 14. Let's look at the home side, the Knights first. Jake Clifford, we saw just there, named in jersey number 18. Does he play? How does this side look come Sunday, Arvo? I, I think he plays. I think uh, he's too good to leave out. He's been in some great form for the for the Cowboys. Uh, makes a move down to the Knights. And uh, whilst it's always difficult, uh, changing clubs and, and learning new systems, I think uh, yeah, the Knights uh, will throw him straight in, in my opinion. Uh, they're obviously missing Mitchell Pearce. He's going to be the long-term half of the club. So, it, it, you know, there's no point waiting for me. I think you just throw him straight in and, and let him go. In the craziness of what happens with contracts now, we knew he'd sign to go there next year and yeah. immediately he, he, he's a star of the performance last Saturday night or Friday for the, for the Cowboys and then he has this emotional celebration post-game with the coach, which is a great thing to see. Then he's at Newcastle the next day watching the game of football. So I'm with Robbie. I think he plays. Um, old boys day, no better yeah. occasion to make your debut for the Newcastle Knights in front of some legends of the game. Um, you know, he's, 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 he's probably telling Tal Malolo and Val Holmes and a couple of superstars of the game where to go and what to do. So I think he'll jump into the Newcastle side and feel pretty comfortable just to tell them where to go. So what happens to Connor Watson, Phoenix Crossland? Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've also got Kurt Mann, Kurt Mann on, on the bench yeah, yeah, at yeah. the moment. Yeah. What, if he plays, who do we see drop back to the bench, drop out? Well, I think he plays. We yeah. both think he plays. So he's probably going to be. He's going to play in the halfback position, isn't he? So it's it's Connor Watson or Phoenix Crossland that go to the bench, or and does Kurt Mann then get pushed out? Because you can't have both. Yeah. You can't have two little blokes on the bench. Not in this game. It's, it's Kurt, Kurt Mann could go to one. Yep. You know, Connor Watson could play a bit of lock, as we've seen yep. you know, throughout the season as well. So uh, lots of different combinations there. Um, not too sure what the coach yeah. will do, but I guess we'll find out on, on Sunday. So they'll, they'll get Mitchell Pearce back at one stage as well. So you think Clifford yeah. and Mitchell Pearce will be the halves, and then obviously Caelan Ponga will be the fullback, and, and young Jaden Braley will be the dummy half. That's a pretty good spine. How does that halves combination actually work? They're two very similar players. They're both yeah. kind of number sevens, aren't they? Well, they probably are both number sevens. Mitchell's probably going towards the end of his career, so that's where Jake Clifford was probably purchased to learn off Mitchell and be a part of it and then transition into being the star of the Newcastle Knights. So you think they'll just play left half and right half, uh, let Caelan float around the park and ask a lot of defensive questions. Sounds very good, yeah. Yeah, I've got to say. What about for the Eels? We know they've had issues on that right edge defensively. Brad Arthur made a change last week and it seemed to get worse, to be honest. So what needs to change there? Because with that edge defence that we've seen over the last couple of weeks, you wouldn't back them to win a final, which is where their yeah. sights are set. And it was the same issues last year. I remember you know, halfway through the year we are talking about how defensively they were really strong and then their right edge started to get exposed uh, by the better attacks in the competition. And, yeah, I think last year they had yeah, Madison, Mitch Moses, uh, Wunga Blake and, mm. and Ferguson out there. And as you said, they made the change on the weekend. And 
nothing really seemed to change. So, uh, look, the one positive for the Eels is they're not missing too many players with origin. I think Junior Polo might be their only player missing last uh, this this week. Yeah, you've still got your Gutherson, Campbell Gillard, uh, Nathan Brown, who were all origin players last year. Um, you know, Ryan Madison was tossed up as well uh, as a player. So, look, they're near full strength uh, this week. So, uh, coming up against a, a Newcastle side that they'll be expected to beat, but as you said, they, they need to sort out their defensive issues on the edges because against the better sides, they're going to continue to get exposed. 66 points it just said on the screen they've conceded in the last two matches. That's that's really poor for a side that was so good yeah. defensively and all of a sudden they've played two good sides, the wheels have fallen off and once you throw a weakness to every other club, they're like, oh, we'll go here, we'll do that. Yeah. You've got to fix it because you can't hide from it. How do they fix it? Nia Kore, for example, was playing really well on that yeah. edge for the yeah. Eels before he was suspended. He's back now in a different Position. He's playing front row, he can't yeah. fix the yeah. edge. That's it. Was Brad Arthur not tempted to bring him back into the centres? Obviously needs must. Yeah, I, I, I think he's a great player. And as you said, he made some really good defensive reads when he was mm. playing in that centre position. I thought at one stage he was probably with the best defensive centre in the competition, even though he's a back rower. He's going to play front row this week. So, you know, as you said, it's it's the two wingers uh, and the two centres that are going to make all the decisions. Uh, it's a very tough position to defend. Mm. You get a lot of questions thrown at you. But um, the, the best two defensive teams generally are the two sides that play in the grand final. So you can't be poor defensively and expect to win a competition. That Sunday afternoon footy this weekend. And that is round 13, a shortened round, of course, pre-State of Origin next week. But you can, as always, catch all of the action. Channel 9, Fox Sports, KO, Sky Sports New Zealand and watch NRL for our international viewers. Before I ask you, gents, about Origin, and I want you to run your eye over both sides, I want to hear your round 13 predictions first, please. Jake Clifford, the star for the Newcastle Knights on Sunday afternoon. In a victory? In a victory. In an upset victory. Big upset victory of uh, the Parramatta. Tigers 10, the Panthers right. Oh. I have to. I have to be. <laughs> against a full-strength Panthers side. <laughs> I love it. Gentlemen, thank you so much. And now I want to talk origin, which I know you're both absolutely keen to do and perfectly positioned to do for us as two former New South Wales representatives. Let's Can talk. we just talk about the Blues? <laughs> we, 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 we don't really want to make opinions or care too much about the one north of the border who stole state of origin from yeah. Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Queensland first and just get it out of okay, the yeah, way. Right. Okay. okay. So, three of their biggest names, not training until later in the week. Tell me how certain you are that they'll all play and also how much of an impact that has because they've been missing Cameron Munster, Harry Grant, Caelan Ponga they haven't played a lot of footy in 2021 They haven't played a lot of footy. The, the good part for, for Queensland is that two of them are coming out of the same football club in Melbourne so Munster and Harry Grant have got a combination they know each other. Um, very quality players we saw what Cam Munster did after the grand final celebrations last year in Adelaide he was the star of, uh, of the second half in Adelaide um, so I don't think these, two, these really good players, the high-end players, they don't need to play to be too irregular to get back into this domain, um, but combinations are very important. Getting settled with your teammates is very important, so I, I think that'll upset Queensland a little bit, but it won't. The, the three players I expect to play great, but it's how many combinations can they develop in a short period of time. Yeah, look, I think the combinations are one thing. Obviously, it's not ideal. You want them on the training paddock, but the, the, one, the good thing for Queensland is they were all there last year. They've all played together in the past. I think if you can get them as close to 100% fitness as you can by Wednesday night. That's what you're looking for. I think yeah, you want your best players on the field. In origin, Cam Munster uh, is going to add to your side. Uh, you just need to get him out on the park. Same with Harry Grant, same with Caelan Ponga. So I think they'll all play. It, it helps New South Wales in some regards because all three of them haven't played football or haven't played much football this mm. year. Origin's a whole new level. It's a new pace. It's faster than club football. It's in Townsville, so you think it's, it's going to be warmer up there than it would be in Sydney or Melbourne. Mm. Um, and 
you know, you hopefully think there's a bit of fatigue comes into them. When you look at this Queensland side, and we can have a look at it ourselves now, what are the key weaknesses that you spot within this 20 who have been named? Yeah. Acknowledging that both Reid Marnie and Cohen Hess, who yep. has the bye this weekend, they're free to play for their club sides. Within that squad, what are the weaknesses? It's a, it's a pretty settled side. Uh, really strong forward pack. Uh, Backline, for me, the weakness when you look at the backline is, is Capewell and, and Xavier Coates. I know they were both there last year and they both performed great in last year's Origin Series, but, but both still very inexperienced. Capewell hasn't played uh, centre this year for the Panthers, so he moves back out to the centres now. Uh, Xavier Coates is still a young kid on the wing as well. So uh, you've got the experience of Gagai and Holmes on, on the uh, left edge, but on the right you've got uh, Holmes and, uh, sorry, uh, Capewell and Coates, where I think New South Wales can try and expose that. I think our greatest strength is that they've got a new coach for the first time in Paul Green. Um, they had Mal and Wayne as the coach last year, the two, mm. the two most successful Queensland coaches in the history of State of Origin. They come into camp, they sit together, they, it's at the end of the year. That, that would be so uh, lifting for the players to have those two mentors telling you what to do and what Origin's all about. So I think Paul Green being new to State of Origin uh, would feel comfortable at obviously yeah. in, in playing the game at Townsville. Um, that's where he had great success as a coach. But yeah, I think just a first-year coach coming into it, um, you know, just that change might be... That's where I think, in some regards, that's where I hopefully think yeah. that we'll have the victory over, over Queensland with the fact that the off-field stuff more than the on-field stuff. Yeah, I think this year too... Like last year, everyone spoke about the worst Queensland side ever and no one gave them a chance and they were the underdogs. Whereas this year, they're coming off the back of a series win. They've got two home games uh, in this series. Everyone's going to expect them to, to win this series. So, yeah, who are the, yeah, the, the, the hunters now become the hunted and, and they're playing with the expectation on the back of their shoulders. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how they handle that expectation. So how crucial then is this first game, knowing that the second... We, we, can't, we can't lose the first game. For New South Wales' point of view, you can't go to Suncorp already 1-0 down, knowing the fact that Suncorp's going to be packed. They love playing at Suncorp. I don't think we've won a, a match-up there for a long, long time in, in a crucial occasion. Um, we saw what happened there last year, one all. Um, we go to Game 3 and get blown off the park, you know. So uh, it's very important, I think, for New South Wales to win Game 1, uh, to go to Suncorp without the pressure of having to win Suncorp, knowing that the third game is going to be in New South Wales. Looking at the New South Wales side then, Robbie, we know they have points in them, absolutely. Mm. What about up front? How do you think they measure up? Yeah, interesting to see how they, they line up, whether the, the name, that, uh, the, the side that the name actually starts. Uh, Jake Tupoyevich yeah, in the front row, whether he starts or goes back to the bench. Uh, Junior Paulo or Payne Haas might come into the, uh, the starting lineup. I really think that, uh, I know his name, Cam Murray in the 11 jersey and Isaiah Yo at lock. I think that might change. I think you'll see Isaiah Yo on the edge. Uh, and Cam Murray in the middle. For me, to put Cam Murray on the edge really takes away from Damien Cook's running game. Everyone knows how much Damien Cook loves to run off the back of Cam Murray's quick play the balls, and uh, I just think you lose so much by putting him on the edge. And Isaiah has played a lot of edge football with a lot of familiar faces there with the, the Pan Panthers guys around him on the left. So I think that might be the slight change that we see in the pack. That's a really mobile side. That, that's a defensive team. That's fast. That's skillful. That's athletic. That's better. I'll play with, get on the pace of the game. Because Origin's not about shape and structure yeah. and, and club football and set plays. It's all about the, the push support, the, the energy that you've you got to tie in, you've got to shut the gate. So that's a really mobile New South Wales team. Uh, ball player and Jake, uh, as you said, I, I think... The back five are going to be really important for New South Wales because mm. it's going to be how well we can start our kick returns and not be under pressure. Um, the, probably the best four players in the competition for run metres is Tedesco, uh, Latrell Mitchell, Tom Travojevic and Brian Tua. 
Mm. And that's four of our back five. So I think let's throw in Addo Carr that does it pretty well as well. So I think the back five will be really, really important for New South Wales. Queensland will try and kick us down and put us under pressure or put New South Wales under pressure. If they can start this set off really well, then that allows Nathan Cleary to kick attacking kicks more than yardage kicks um, and allows that athletic, skillful... um, you know, mobile side just to play football. And I think that's what Freddie's picked. So they're the positives. What about the weaknesses? What will Queensland look to exploit? They can't find one there, can we, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it's not ideal. For me, obviously, the, the injuries that we've got in the back row, uh, it's a very unfamiliar back row. Uh, Tarek Sims comes in, who has played Origin before, but uh, has been in a, a dragon side that's been struggling. As I mentioned with Cam Murray, who uh, is, is normally a middle forward. Uh, so, yeah, the back row there is, is probably um, yeah, not, not the strongest it's been for us in the last few years. But as Noddy said, I think uh, it doesn't matter who you put in the side. Yeah, you put on that blue jumper, uh, you're going to go out and, and you're expected to do your job. And uh, I know those guys will be up for the role and, and they'll do their job to the best of their ability. But for me, if you look at the side, that's probably the one sort of weakness that I see in the blue side. It maybe picked some people out of their, their preferred position, but you know, it just seems like Freddie's just gone to the old days where you know, pick I want to pick players. the best players and we'll just yeah. put them in the team somewhere. They're, they're elite players. Like they're playing state of origin. A lot of these guys play for their country. They're the standout players in the competition. So even though Cam Murray's a, a lock, but he's going to play background, he's such a good player that he could do it to a high quality level in the mm. state of origin. And it's purely just for, say you got the best 17 players that we could pick that are available, let's just put them in there and give them a sky blue jersey and hope they go out there and do this state very proud. Well, footy fans in far north Queensland will be pumped to hear that tickets come on sale on Wednesday, 1pm for members, 3pm general admission. Tickets start at 49 bucks. You know where to head to get yours. NRL.com forward slash tickets to be there at Queensland Country Bank Stadium for Origin 1. Brett Kamali, Robbie Farrah, always great to see you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you next week when there's one sleep to go to Origin. But in the meantime, enjoy round 13 of the footy. We'll see you again soon.